Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey there, Solar Warrior, climate champion, clean techers, as my friend Mike Casey would say. I want to welcome you to this year's No Before You Go RE Plus episode. It's hard to believe how long it's been since we published one of these but we started this back in, I think, 2017, did one 2018, 2019, and that was that. So here we are once again, and I want to thank you for giving us a chance to earn your attention by lending us your ears and the only non-renewable resource you've got. That's your time. I know you could be spending it anywhere, so hopefully you are tuned in today because you're looking for tangible, tactical help planning your time in Anaheim for RE+. Yes, it is once again time to get down to business at a conference, the largest conference as far as I can tell, somewhere on the order of about 20,000 registered attendees this year, which is record-breaking for the show. Today, we've got a really good lineup for you. got Danielle Danko from RE+, itself. She's going to talk about some of the changes and why we're calling it RE+. Everybody else is calling it SPI. Those of us old-timers that have been to the show a lot, We follow that with the 10 tips to prepare team members for a successful event that demonstrates ROI by our friend Tom Wyrick at EDPR. Michelle Davis and Sylvia Martinez are here from Woodmac. They're going to talk about how they leverage the show to get personal connections and move their wares. Isn't that what this is all about? (laughs) Speaking of moving wares, nobody does that better. Then next tracker and the person who helps make that happen is Kristen Kirsch, VP of Global Marketing, here to talk about her three tips for exhibitor success and more than a handful of tips for organizing sales teams for success at the show. And I'll round out the show today with some insights from an installer who's a client of ours that is working out in Utah with his perspective on how he's thinking about it as a small to medium enterprise taking a large percentage of his team across the country to attend this big trade show. What's he looking to get out of it? How's he planning his time? All that and more as part of this year's Know Before You Go episode. Let's get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune into another powerful conversation here on Suncast. Well, first out of the gate, we are going to talk to the Senior Director of Marketing for RE+, Danielle Danko. Not a stranger at all to the Suncast platform. Welcome back. Good to see you, Danielle. Thanks, Nico. Thanks so much. Really glad to be here. Absolutely. We've had uh, a number of times on Suncast in the past. I mean, I'm thinking back to our first COVID North America Smart Energy Week, SPI, uh, when we did everything virtually. You all must be just busting at the seams, excited about being in person again. We are incredibly elated. I mean, this is what we do best. We do in-person conferences best, and we're so excited to be in Anaheim. Amazing. Well, I was curious. Let's. I think the elephant in the room here, let's just be clear, is what do we call this thing? Because <laughs> everybody calls me, 
everybody emails and texts and it's like, are you going to SPI? And I'll say to everyone, are you going to RE plus? And they'll respond back SPI, right? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're one and the same. So I'm really glad we're bringing this up. The name of the show is RE plus. Um, quite honestly, the rebrand, the reason for the rebrand is we've been moving this direction for years. It did start as a solar show. It has its roots as a solar show. We very much still represent a lot of the solar industry within it. But we started adding energy storage into it about eight years ago. Then we added some microgrid stuff, some wind, some electric vehicles, and calling it Solar Power International just didn't quite fit anymore. So we rebranded. Now we represent all renewable energy industries. So that's where we are this year. And it's RE+. Honestly, I love the RE+, rebrand. I think I told you guys, I think you nailed it. Here's the most impressive moment for me where I realized like, okay, this is a brand and it really pops. Is you remember walking into the lobby at the hotel? for RE plus Northeast. And you guys had a, it was a floor to ceiling LED screen and it just said RE plus, just the logo. And it was gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We, we loved that. And we're going to have a lot of that inside this year. So fun. Well, let's jump straight to the numbers because everybody wants to know how many people are coming to this thing. Is it worth my time? Oh my gosh. Is it worth your time? Of course. Well, I can't give away official numbers quite yet, but Nico, honestly, this is shaping up to be one of the biggest years we've ever had. Mm. Registration is tracking really far ahead of where we were in Salt Lake and we have 800 exhibitors. So mm. <laughs> there's going to be exhibitors where are they gonna everywhere. Fit? Yeah, exactly. They're going to be spilling out everywhere. Yeah. We're going to have to add people to the, to the, the mezzanine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, seriously, they are everywhere. They're inside, they're outside. So well, I seem to remember that the numbers for registration in Salt Lake were close to 19,000. So that tells yeah. me that this is going to be an unprecedented gathering. It's going to be a very large year with yeah. lots of people. Yeah, we can't wait. Well, with so many people, a lot of them might be maybe listening now are brand new to this experience. They're coming from other industries. They are part of what Our industry is expanding into uh, home services. They're a part of building envelope management, software. They're a part of other power generation like hydrogen. Talk a bit about the partnerships that have developed under the RE Plus brand that are now part of what used to be North America Smart Energy Week. Yeah, we're we're really excited. This year, we have three co-locations. We have the Hydrogen Safety Council. Um, We're also working with INL on the cybersecurity workshop. And we also have the Zero Emission Bus Conference. Fascinating. And the show floor that, you know, something a lot of folks from years past may think, well, I have to buy a full pass. This is not to say don't buy a full pass because there's lots of reasons too. But I have to buy a full pass if I want any sort of education. But a lot of these shows and and RE Plus is exemplary exemplary of this, have a lot of on-floor education. Can you talk a bit about the way that you guys have laid out the show floor from a a theme perspective and what folks can expect on the show floor itself, the exhibit show. Yeah, that's great. And um, thanks you. Thank you for helping me to sell the full conference education. Pass Sorry about well. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but there's, there's so much on the show floor. The thing is there's so much in every corner of this event. Um, even as somebody who works it, I don't get to see everything. Um, but on the show floor where um, we have about, I think, six or seven theaters, and I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for not knowing that exact number. But the theaters have specific focuses like hydrogen and electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some theaters that are a little bit broader, like industry trends. And we also have some other special features on the show floor, like PV Magazine is hosting some walking tours um, throughout the show floor. And those are solar and storage walking tours. We also have Startup Alley which is featuring uh, startup companies throughout the show floor. Um, And those tend to fall on EVs, hydrogen, and digital solutions. And we also have the American-made solar prize exhibitors. Yeah, which we're excited about. 
you know, it's funny when, when I first started looking at the show floor for obvious reasons, uh, I noticed that, that there was a startup alley over in the area that I was particularly interested in. And then somebody else was like, oh, I'm near the startup alley. It seems like there's more than one startup alley. There are. There's a couple startup alleys and they're in different areas of the show floor. The show floor mm-hmm. is broken down by kind of like high level industry segments. So you've got solar, storage, wind, electric vehicles, hydrogen and fuel cells. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing one at some point. But the startup alleys fall within that. So that way, the people who actually have the startup companies, like, like let's say within electric vehicles, yep. um, you, you can find those companies really easily. Yep. And I'm looking at it here. The smart energy marketplace and microgrid has a startup alley. The yep. hydrogen fuel cell has a startup alley that's over kind of share space. EV also has a startup alley. And then there's a startup alley all the way over by the Power at Media Zone that uh, I don't know what that correlates to, but it correlates to being near us. Yeah, which is the best place, right? Indeed. Of course, yes. one of the, the sanctioned but not named lounges or uh, what do you guys call the, the stages, the theaters, is the Power Up Media Zone, something that we've been working on since Salt Lake City. I'm super excited about that. There's plenty of conversation in this uh, episode about the Media Zone, so we won't belabor the point there. The exhibit hall floor is where a lot of people spend maybe their entirety of their show, but it is by no means where all the action is at. Talk to me about off exhibit floor, how folks can continue to deepen their relationships and their accreditation and knowledge. Yeah. Well, I was to say, Nico, this is your, everybody's reminder to bring their business cards um, because there's so many networking events, Um, but there's a couple that are my favorite. And I think there's not to be missed out on. Um, The first is the block party at Angels Stadium this year. There's going to be batting cages, Players will be signing autographs and fireworks, which of course everyone loves fireworks. Yeah. We also have the welcome reception on Monday night, which follows our general session. Um, we have a nice keynote there, Hassan Minaj. If you guys haven't heard, we're super excited about that. So funny. <laughs> As I just slipped that in there. And when is that? That's Monday? That is that is Monday evening. Yes. Okay. Correct. Are there gonna be food trucks like before? Afterwards, at the welcome party. Yes. At the welcome reception, there's gonna be food trucks. But out front in years past, there have been food trucks. I think like f- food, lunch is one of the big things people don't know how to ha- how to manage. Yeah. So there's there's definitely going to be food trucks. Um, the plaza, definitely head outside. Like I know, like yeah. you said, everyone kind of gets stuck inside in the exhibit hall, which is where you should be. But head outside. Um, there's a ton of exhibitors that are going to be on the plaza. There's food trucks that are going to be on the plaza. Plus, we're going to do um, a party on Wednesday evening as well, which will have beer, wine, and, and food trucks. So We've got the opening reception with Hassan Minaj. We've got what sounds like an incredible... Block Party, which is yep. the entire block known as Angel Stadium, the yes. Angel Stadium, the baseball stadium. Is it just the outfield? Do you have the whole stadium? How's that work? I think it's, you know, oh, somebody's going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> no, we have the whole stadium. Fantastic. And then on Wednesday night, you have the Plaza Party. Party on the Plaza. Yep. And that's out yeah. front. That's just out in the, in yeah. the Plaza area. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful in Southern California. It's the perfect place for it. It, it is indeed. That reminds me. A lot of times there's no tickets left for the the block party. Should folks buy them now or are there going to be tickets when we get there? So I'm, not, I'm definitely not a fortune teller, Nico, but yeah, yeah. tickets are available right now um, and get them because we do have other networking events that have sold out. Golf mm. is sold out. 5K is sold out. So get your block party tickets now. Okay. And then uh, last but not least, one of the things that I commonly see is folks will, especially people who've never been before, they'll show up, show floor opens at, 10 o'clock on Tuesday, nine o'clock on Wednesday and Thursday, they'll show up at like a quarter of thinking they'll roll in and grab their badge and roll into the show floor. And it's, there's usually a really long line. What anticipation do you have of 
that or how have you guys mitigated that for this year? Yeah, we try to eliminate those lines because honestly, nobody likes them. Mm. Um, you should be able to get your your scan code within the, e- the registration email that you'll get um, probably next week or so. And you can walk up right to a kiosk, scan that code. Um, it'll pe- print your badge and you're ready to go. Fantastic. Yeah. Danielle, it's going to be exciting. I look forward to seeing you. I'm going to head on over to our next guest for the show. Awesome, Nico. Thanks so much for having me. See you next week. Well, I appreciate that insight from Danielle. Next, we're going to kick things off here with someone who has a ton of experience helping his organizations get the most out of their investment into major conferences like RE+. This is uh, Tom Weirich. I'm uh, head of marketing here at EDP Renewables North America. For those unfamiliar, Tom is what we call an OG in the renewables space, dating all the way back to his time at the American Council on Renewable Energy. If you haven't yet, I would highly recommend that you go ahead and pre-purchase Tom's forthcoming book, which we'll talk about just a little bit at the end as well. I say all that because Tom has experience not just at RE+, but at many, many, probably far too many conferences, wouldn't you say, Tom? (laughs) Many, many. Let's just leave it at that. Let's not date ourselves, but many. Yeah. Indeed. So it's no surprise that internally at EDP, certainly as you lead the marketing efforts as well, the company looks to you to prep hundreds, often thousands around the world of individuals who are headed into these conferences. My understanding is you created such a conference prep 101 document that to date is the number one internal sort of replayed video or document in in EDP. Is that right? Correct. Correct. We've been uh, trying to prepare our team members as they head out uh, this year, especially post-COVID, right? We're trying to get them uh, reacclimated, let's say, uh, to, uh, to the conference scene. Tom, I'd love it if you would just drop some wisdom on us. What are the top 10 things from that uh, that document, and uh, maybe we'll drill down on a few of them. Definitely. Well, there's no priority order to this. There's no uh, magic sauce to this at all. Um, but here are the top 10 tips we have um, as we prepare our team members to have a successful event and be able to demonstrate ROI back to key internal stakeholders when we came back. So, you know, number one rule is I call it the 70-30 rule. You want to uh, schedule at least 70% of uh, meetings ahead of time so that you have a packed calendar, a packed schedule when you get on site. We usually begin scheduling anywhere from, you know, believe it or not, one to two months out. And that ramps up usually a couple of weeks after uh, before the event. Now, we like to leave 30% room in your schedule because it's a conference, right? You bump into people as you're walking the trade show floor. Exactly. And you want to take advantage of that too because those are some of the most prime opportunities to do business. So yeah. number one, 70-30 rule. 70%, you know, scheduled ahead of time, 30% spontaneous uh meetings on site, right? The second rule is, you know, really take a look at external receptions and external events. You know, as much as the conference schedule is packed and important, really be sure to input in that networking time and networking time that could be also smaller dinners, you name it. And so what we try to do is we try to actually canvas all of the reception invitations, all the invitations we receive, and we divide the amounts to the group, right? So that way, EDP uh, is really everywhere where there's a significant meeting going on, right? So be sure to collaborate with your team. Uh, We actually have a meeting tracker that not only tracks all of our meetings, but also all of our receptions that we've been invited to. So be sure to take advantage and leverage that. Third thing is, you know, I call it the social media branding rule. People don't know you're there unless you tell them that you're there, right? So be sure to utilize LinkedIn, utilize Twitter, utilize Facebook, whatever social media you have, and and state to folks, hey, I'm there, I'm willing to meet, here's a link to meet up with me, right? So, you know, if you don't put yourself out there, people won't reach out to you, right? So that's that's a key thing. And, And many companies now are creating their own creatives, right? They're doing many other things to really promote 
participation in the events. Next one is uh, get involved. Um, there's actually a lot of side events, a lot of speaker panels that are still empty, even coming up to the event. So uh, be sure to take advantage of those low-hanging fruits that are uh, before the event. I know that many of us sometimes miss uh, the nomination period for participating officially in the program. But listen, loading up to the event, if you have partners, if you have a supply chain you work with, almost everybody has some kind of event going on on site. So take advantage of that. I'm saying the next rule is, uh, like I mentioned, uh, it is taking advantage of the actual conference program. There are international components of it. So if you are a business looking to expand your supply chain or looking to get involved in business development opportunities abroad, take a look at some of those side events going on that have international opportunities. Uh, that's something that usually people miss. Next thing I usually tell folks is, um, and maybe I'm a little old school, I sometimes even print out the exhibit floor plan ahead of time, and you basically map out your treasure trail, right? So look at the floor, go, okay, which booths do I want to take advantage of and prioritize? Um, because as you all know, these days fly quickly and you want to make sure that you hit up uh, your top prospects on site. So sometimes create that exhibit floor plan for yourself, you know, mark it up, highlight it, do clips, notes, versions. If you are digital and techie, you know, create notes in your, uh, in your smartphone, right? And just uh, put together a game plan of how you're going to tackle the floor. The next thing um, I recommend you do ahead of time also is meeting rooms. Meeting rooms are a commodity that is very valuable. So if you aren't sponsoring the conference at all, but you want to have a meeting room set aside, I recommend that you go ahead and canvas the hotels ahead of time, canvas any um, any venues around the around the conference center, and try to schedule that as as far in advance as you can. The next thing I really recommend you do is look at the, take a look at who from the media is going. You know, Nico, you're a prime example of. One of the many podcasters will be on site. Take advantage. This is the one time a year you have all the podcasters and all key solar media in one place, in one room, basically, right? In one convention center. So take advantage of, of all of them being there. You know, next, uh, I'm almost there. Second to last is awards, right? There's so many awards programs going on on site. And that is another thing to maybe prepare for ahead of time. This is something I tell folks, okay, think about it this year. Get involved in any awards programs. The Cleaning Awards, for example, are taking place again at RE+. And, uh, you know, get involved this year and maybe for next year, think ahead of time to, to uh, you know, submit a nomination for a company or for individuals you'd like to recognize there. And then last but not least, and this is kind of a no-brainer, there are so many trade associations on site. Obviously, the organizers, SIA and SIPA, will be on site. But you'll also have other trade associations, AE, ACOR, ACP and many others on site. So take advantage of the having sit down meetings with those membership trade associations to really canvas out a strategy for what does next year look like? How do I take advantage of my membership, right? And how do I take advantage of any committee meetings going on on site at the convention center? I know SIA has tons of meetings going on on site on that Monday, right? So also in your planning, try to factor in those committee meetings because those do offer networking opportunities and an opportunity to take advantage of your membership. So that is, that is the top 10 right there. Such a rich list. If you work for a company really of any size, but in particular corporate entity that has more than three to five people going, Tom just gave you the playbook for how to be ubiquitous. I think one of the things that if you're paying attention, you will recognize is how Tom is not just writing thought leadership. This is what his team actually does. I went to InterSolar and Clean Power and it was impressive how it felt like every couple of hours I'd run into someone from EDP, like just physically spread out. And in strategic locations, it was as though you had reconnaissance out on the show floor. Exactly. We try our best. Uh, and that's the key, especially 
you know, listen, it could be a five person team and you have to be lean and mean. Or in my case, for example, for a plus it's 56 of us. So we have to stay coordinated, right? You have to cover uh, the territory, the land, and you have to do so quickly and efficiently. Yeah. Well, let's give folks a few ways that they can connect with you. Number one, if somebody wants to meet up with you or the EDP team, how could they best try to do that in the next week before the conference? 100% 100% recommend, uh, if you have my email, go ahead. But LinkedIn, actually, everyone's looking at LinkedIn right mm-hmm. now. I, I would say yep. these critical two to three weeks before the event, everyone's checking out LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's the best way to, to get a hold of me. Fantastic. Uh, number two, you got a book coming out. Yes. It, you know, we took the risk. It comes out October 1st, but we are getting a preview to folks. And actually, we are going to be having uh, an exhibitor theater presentation on Wednesday, September 21st from five to six on the floor. Sweet. So check out the Exhibit Theater. It'll be me and a couple other authors talking about some of the best renewables books coming out. But excited to come out with my first book and, of course, celebrate with all of you at RE+. Talking about B2B marketing tactics that actually work. Tom and uh, his crew at EDP have a breadth of experience globally that we are going to tap into along with our friends from uh, some of the larger largest uh, solar companies in the world. So you can check that out at Media Zone booth 438. Come see Tom ahead of his 5 p.m. book signing. Uh, and there's lots, lots and lots. Too much to really consume. Uh, well, I'll give you the script notes in our uh, episode notes for this segment as well. Thanks, Tom, for dropping some wisdom bombs for us on how to best prepare from someone who actually has done maybe hundreds of these shows. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Nico, thanks for having me. And I look forward to seeing all of you at RE+. And uh, just get ready. It's going to be, you know, it's a lot of work, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun. And and tons to be grateful for. It's a great opportunity for all of us to come together again in person, right? Many of us for the first time. So look forward to seeing you in Anaheim in, in a few short weeks. Next, I'd like to get a different perspective, not from that of a large development organization, but a large research team working in media, but working with all of the major developers. A little company you probably have heard of called Woodmac has a very elite team internally that produce such items as the quarterly solar market insights report. And uh, today we're joined by Michelle Davis, the lead author of said report. She's the principal analyst at Woodmac. We're also joined by Sylvia Leva Martinez, senior analyst for North America utility scale solar. Many of you I'm sure are already subscribers to these great products. So those names are no surprise or news or insight to you, but the commentary in this discussion will be Michelle, Sylvia, great to catch you at what is definitely a busy time of the year. Thanks, Nico. Great to be here. Uh, Before we get into the way that you sort of parse and think about going to one of these conferences, I just wanted to congratulate you again for deploying yet another quarterly Solar Market Insights report that dropped last week. Is there anything in particular that got you most excited about this year's quarterly insight report that you'd like to highlight? Sure. I think for, for the last year, the Solar Market Insight report has been showcasing a scenario in which the Build Back Better Act would have passed. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the most exciting about this report and a bit of a relief to me, frankly, was that we finally got to create our base case, uh, including the ITC and PTC extensions, which of course are, yes, which are of course part of the Inflation Reduction Act. This is the point where we would have like angel choruses in the... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, So now readers and subscribers of that report can see truly how that act is going to impact the solar industry over the next five years. And it's now a part of our base case. Uh, So that's very exciting. 
Fantastic. Well, I hope that in a few weeks from now, we'll get a chance to really dive deep on it once we've gotten past RE+. Unfortunately, you won't be joining us in RE+, but you've been to dozens of these conferences. And I know uh, firsthand that you have been helping Sylvia and others internally at Woodmac with a little guidance on how to wrap their heads around what to expect, especially at this year's kind of post-pandemic first conference back at what is the most important conference for many of us, RE+, which is formerly Solar Power International, of course, for everyone else. What do those conversations sound like internally as you're prepping folks for, first of all, what to expect? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest value for me traditionally of attending SPI slash RE+, are of course, and this will come as no surprise, just the personal connections that you get to make with these companies Mm -hmm. that then really last with you for many, many years. A lot of folks in the industry know that our analysts are constantly reaching out to these folks. We want to know how things are going on the ground. We want to know really what what is happening, how different events are impacting developers in order to be able to make our research, of course, as high quality as possible. So for us, it's a lot about building relationships. It's a lot about um, creating those connections. That's the number, number one value of this conference. With an organization as large as Woodmac, how do you decide who goes and who stays? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, of course, money and, and, and travel constraints being you know, no limit, we would love to send everybody. Uh, we will have a very strong contingent of Wood Mackenzie analysts at the conference. We'll have uh, like four folks from our solar team, multiple folks from our storage team, multiple folks from our power team. Really, it's a it's sort of a trying to get a, a diversity of folks. Each of our analysts, we're lucky in that we have quite a depth of analyst capability at Wood Mackenzie. So each of our analysts focuses a little bit on you know something specific, some sort of topic. Although of course they can all represent our broad solar products and insights. So we sort of in getting ready for the conference and thinking about making the best use of it, our analysts sort of divide and conquer. Each of them is going to be focusing on different types of companies what kind of intelligence they want to get on that sector, insights that they want to be able to share with those folks and, you know, create conversations uh, to benefit, you know, the, the research analysts and the companies we talk to. And are you having internal huddles on a regular or at least like scheduled basis to help analysts and to divide that labor among the different target groups? We have started to think about you know, setting up meetings. Of course, Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone is thinking about this right now. Um, And there's lots of strategy there. We've got sales folks that want to be making sure that they meet with the right companies. And of course, analysts who want to do the same for the sake of their research. So definitely lots of regular meetings taking place in order to prepare the best for this show. Sylvia, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Have you been to a a Solar Power International prior to this year's RE+. Plus? No, it's going to be my first experience related to SBI slash RE plus. I'm really excited about that. Well, you'll be you'll be excited too. And I'll send you a link later to join in on our um, our private community where we've got I've got a ton of friends from Latin America that are coming, both Mexico and and uh, further afield throughout Latin America. So there's a strong contingent. Uh, we're working on how to get our, our LATAM folks together from the Solar Tribe. You focus specifically on North America utility scale, uh, kind of I'd say arguably all or most of the data that comes out of Woodmax utility scale research and, and analysis flows through your desk. How are you thinking about spending your time at the show and, and what advice have you gotten that really resonates for you? So thinking about how I'm going to spend my time and very similar to what Michelle just mentioned is about looking for having this personal interaction, meeting people in person, because a lot of 
current with my clients, prospective clients I've met virtually. And I think it's been the case for the past year and a half, two years. So just having the opportunity to meet all of them in person and sharing the different industry insights about all the changes that have happened in the market recently. I'm actively looking to uh, set meetings with the current contacts that I have. So these uh, quarterly meetings that I typically have with these industry contacts, and it's not only developers, it's actually financiers. We also contact uh, the module manufacturers, which is also going to be a very interesting discussion to have during this conference. So yeah, I think most of my time will be dedicated to meeting in person and exchanging information about the industry. And also part of my time is going to be presenting the main insights of the solar marketing so report along with SIA. So also really looking forward to that. I'm curious, what do you anticipate to be the most fervent talking points and discussions that you will get into this, uh, this upcoming week? What is top of mind, do you think, for folks as these meetings are getting set? Oh, so I think the most of the questions that we have received are around the implementation of the Inflation Reduction Act. So what does that really mean for the utilities going and well overall for, for the solar industry? We have received a lot of questions about the different interpretations about domestic content, different interpretations about how the different requirements in, in the act are going to be fulfilled. So, so far... I received many different answers and many different perspectives about how that is going to look like, but just having the chance to further discuss with a broader audience is going to greatly help uh, my research and also just uh, improve the analysis. Sylvia, I know you're gonna have a busy time at this show and I'm sure that it's almost impossible to get on your schedule, but I can tell folks that if they do wanna at least get a chance to see you, hear your thoughts on the, the US industry and maybe catch you right after this segment. We'll be highlighting some of your research at 3.30 Wednesday, the 21st from the Media Zone. And I would invite folks to come and uh, and check it out and see you there. And I'll see you next Wednesday. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Michelle, turning back to you again, I'm saddened that you can't attend. Uh, but given that you won't be able to be there and you've got this all-star team going, how do you think about creating the right container to ensure that your team does have the preponderance of evidence pointing towards success and opportunity with the right people at this show? Great question, Nico. Woodmac has been present at many of these conferences. And what we have found um, is that it generally works best if we have a small group of analysts from our team showcase our research to the audiences that are going to be attending RE+. So what we've got planned for folks that are at the conference is we're we're getting a breakfast briefing together where uh, folks across different technologies, so not just solar, but storage and the power sector as well, to do a, a breakfast briefing on Tuesday morning, so before the show floor opens. And that's really just going to be an opportunity for folks to see WoodMac research uh, showcased across all of those different different sectors. So it should be an excellent introduction to the latest and greatest research in all of those different topic areas and a way to connect with our research analysts. Michelle, uh, I've been to a number of the briefings and they are really data rich. It's one of the best ways to spend a breakfast at, at any of these conferences, candidly. While it's not for everyone, I'm sure there's more than a few who would raise their hand and say, ooh, ooh, me please, can I attend where would they go to apply or to ask for an invitation? 
Sure. Uh, we've got a landing page um, on the Woodmac website. You can include it in the in the show notes, Nico. I will. Anybody... I'll read it for folks here. It's actually woodmac.com forward slash events forward slash R-E-P-L-U-S. But we will put it in the show notes. Yeah. Anybody can request an invitation to that breakfast briefing and get all of that data and insight from our analysts there. I think having been to the site as well, they could request a meeting with an analyst like Sylvia uh, while they're at it. Yep, that's absolutely the case. Fantastic. Well, Michelle, thanks for taking time out of your busy week. I know you've got a lot going on here, responding to all the follow-ups from the fantastic Market Insights report that you published. And uh, Sylvia, look forward to seeing you at the Media Zone next week. Wonderful. Thanks, Nico. Great, Nico. See you next week. Next up, a true marketing powerhouse, someone I've watched and admired for years who understands to the nth degree how to leverage and optimize these types of trade shows for both brand presence, sales, and extending the year through multiple touch points with your customers and prospects. That person is none other than the Vice President of Global Marketing from Next Tracker, Ms. Kristen Kirsch. Good to see you. Hello. Good to see you too, Nico Mayo. What's going on, Nico? <laughs> Uh, nobody calls me by my Twitter hashtag or my Twitter name. <laughs> That's so fun. Other than other than myself, it's great to see you. And you're doing your annual um, No Before You Go. Are you yes, plus? Yes. Some of us are saying SPI still, but um, I think I've made the leap. It's fun. I've, we've covered in the conversation how many folks are calling it SPI. So I think I think it's okay. We can go with SPI or RE plus, but I like to. Uh, honor the relationship that I've formed so with RE Plus formerly in the media zone. And, and I've tried I've tried very diligently to help folks come through with the RE Plus mentality. And, you know, you have had a longstanding relationship with RE Plus, at least a, a half a dozen years that you've been going and managing one of the best booths, candidly, at the show. You guys always have a giant crowd. But more than that, you always have your shit together. It's something that you can see on the show floor when a booth has their sales team understanding why they are actually there. So I thought it'd be fun to get your perspective on two things. As an exhibitor, how should we be thinking about maximizing the potential that that booth, which is a huge expense, represents? And then correlated with that, what advice do you give Others who are trying to figure out how to optimize the time around which their sales team spends time at the booth, at meetings, walking the show floor, et cetera. Could you talk about those two aspects? Sure, absolutely. So first of all, yes, I've been going, I think this is my seventh um, SPI slash RE+. I'd say the first thing, I'm going to go three and three on this. So I'm thinking probably top of mind as an exhibitor, three little pro tips. Um, one is get to know your sets rep. SETS is otherwise known as the Solar Energy Trade Show Organization. So get to know them by first name, send them swag, do what you need to do to make friends. They will be yours. Take care of them. Take mm -hmm. care. <laughs> they do. They've got a small staff and they have a lot yeah. of people to take care of. So you need to yeah. kind of market yourself and, and stand out from the, the bunch of the other marketers. They will take care of you. So they do a great job, uh, but they're always understaffed and doing, trying to do their best to get to know them. Second one, I would say, if you can swing it, go two days before, get a lay of the land, start watching all the stuff being, you know, um, erected and 
get to know your booth crew, get to know your AV crew, because um, they're also yeah. going to be become your friends and you, you might need them in a pinch. Your CEO might be showing a presentation in your booth. You might have a private meeting space and all of a sudden they're trying to show something and the, I don't know, the monitor goes out. Something as simple as yeah. that. And you can immediately call them, get to know their cell phones, have them on speed dial and be able to call them if you need them. So one of the, one of the things that I love to do is actually wait to that last day, which is super slow. And that's Thursday, get I to get ideas for the following year. And that is, also speaks to how well organized the RE, RE Plus show is. They're already booking for two or three or four years out. You should be thinking about that too. What did you want to do differently or what do you want to do differently next year than you did this year and kind of those things that you wish you would have kind of been on top of? Make a list, make sure that you have your sets meeting. Just for, ex for an example, we've already at Next Tracker, we've already booked our 2023 booth. We know mm -hmm. what the traffic is. We know the no people way. around us. We know all the exhibitors around us. And we purposely find those partners that are yeah. ours in the industry so that we can kind of settle up yeah. next to them and get the best traffic. That's cool. So exhibitor savvy you are now that you have a friend in Kristen Kirsch. And how about those folks that are still trying to figure out exactly how to tell their salespeople what to do? I see, I see so many mistakes in this area. So many. <laughs> yeah. So make no mistake. This show is a sales show. It's to close business mm -hmm. or to tee up business. So that's certainly the case for Next Tracker, And we have our customers top of mind. We let them know well in advance where we're going to be and what our availability is to meet with them. Here's a, a little tip that we do, not just invites. Let's say you have a happy hour. Or you, you want to meet with a, a group of customers from morning until night. Typically, RE Plus is pretty packed and people are, are meeting with customers on the half hour, off a half hour. Put it in their Outlook calendar, not just sending them an invite. Just put it in their Outlook calendar and get it locked and loaded. If they need to change it up, mm -hmm. then you change it up. That's a pro tip. Sending calendar invites and really understanding the time zones makes all the difference. And what Kristen, if you didn't understand what Kristen just said, particularly the last part is don't wait to nail down the exact time. Oftentimes, this is a great sales tip, tells you how savvy Kristen is generally, but oftentimes folks will wait until everything is perfectly confirmed and then they'll send the calendar invite. You know the day, you know, like it's going to be between nine and 11 send a calendar invite that works for you and ask them to change it to whatever time works for them. That is, it's such a pro tip. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things I like to do is make sure that they know what to say and what they can't say. So give them product updates, do's and don'ts one to two weeks prior. Sales folks are like, um, you know, you tell them three, four weeks in advance, forget it. If you mm -hmm. tell them one to two weeks in advance, they'll remember it. They're just, yeah looking after that next meeting and it gets them all confused. So make sure to let them ruminate and craft their narratives based on your messaging corridor and what you want to be getting out there in terms of the product updates, latest and greatest. And we do this through a boot camp. So we, we bring the engineering, the product teams together with the sales team and they get to ask all of their questions. And then we give them all the latest information. So I have seen tons of times, big groups, around the booth just before the expo hall opens. I rarely see them actually after the hall. Can you talk about a strategy once you're on the at the show 
for organizing your team for efficiency and effectiveness and actually reconnaissance of what's happening day to day? Typically, our CEO holds um, a meeting and we run down who we're going to be meeting that day in the morning and we'll also do it in the evening. So there's a lot of debrief and there's a lot of briefs before we meet with those customers. So it's very well organized. It's like, I mean, in terms of our booth, it's like air traffic controlling, right? We've got all these private meeting rooms and we, those meeting rooms book, you know, a good month, two months in advance. So it's kind of all locked and loaded in a funny way for a lot of us marketers and event marketers. The day that the show opens is kind of the end of our work in a way. Yeah. Cause you've set the stage. It's like, yeah, exactly. You've set the stage. It's like being the, the head chef for a banquet, right? And now you can walk around and make sure everyone's cooking the right food and it's getting served to the right people. Exactly. Kristen's the person who looks, I would say, oddly, like the least stressed and the person having the most fun at the show. I don't know how you pull that off, but that's true. <laughs> ah, thank you, man. That's awesome. Well, I always look forward to the show. I look forward to hearing all what other people have said. Well, Kristen, on our way out here, why don't you let folks know how they can find you and anything interesting that they that you think they should know about Next Tracker at this year's show? Yeah, thanks for the, the final question. Um, please come by Next Tracker's booth 1426. And please stop by our happy hour. We're doing a joint happy hour with Shoals, 5 to 6 p.m. on the first day. And that's Tuesday, first day that the exhibit floor is open. Look forward to seeing you. Can't wait to see you there. I just love hanging out with Kristen. I'm looking forward to seeing her and you in Anaheim. And you know, we got one more entry here before we round out today's conversation. I also want to mention Kristen will be joined on Wednesday afternoon at the Media Zone with our friends, respective heads of marketing at Shoals, SunGrow, and none other than Mr. Tom Wyrick of EDPR, as they'll be speaking about their B2B marketing tactics that actually work to drive brand visibility and tangible ROI for your sales efforts. You can see that at 2 p.m. Wednesday the 21st at the Media Zone, booth 438. Well, as we round out today's show, I want to get one more entry here that gives the perspective of a small business owner and installer. So I asked Drew Mishner of Greenbox Solar for his commentary on how he's thinking about his time at the show. Greenbox is a physical retail location out of Logan, Utah, with a fast-growing solar installation services business that leverages the store for product demonstrations and lead gen. It is a fantastic business. And so I asked Drew to give me some info about how and why he was going and what he was structuring his time to achieve. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you the overview of a conversation I had with Drew that uh, was a part of a longer conversation was recorded. And so I'm pulling from some of the transcript just to give you some insights into Drew's perspective. And what we really want to do, Drew says, is to create some paths for growth in the future in some very specific areas of business and RE+. Plus is a really great resource to do just that. So first of all, we talked about planning and it's the philosophy on who do you take and why. Drew decided on who's going by looking at his team and taking sales, marketing, project operations, and himself, the owner, and a couple of strategic team leads, really the most senior folks, the folks that have been there the longest and are in line for a promotion. And Drew points out that while he wants input from all of his team members on specific things. He also wants to give them kind of a thank you for the positions they've held for a while and the organization, how they've helped his business succeed. 
And he wants to have a good time, of course, while trying to learn some stuff. Now, while you're at the show, the following is critical, especially as a small to medium-sized business. Make sure you don't just show up on the day of the show without a real plan. You know, everybody kind of hitting the floor and wandering around aimlessly. It's a massive exhibit hall. You can easily get lost in just the fascination of looking around at all the new shiny objects. Especially true for a lot of the installers who love to get tactical and hands-on. Make sure you've defined your goals and scheduled meetings that track to those goals. For his team, that's a couple of dinners, a couple of breakfasts with strategic vendors, getting face-to-face meetings with folks that they might have only ever otherwise had Zoom meetings with, or, or maybe they only get a chance to meet once throughout the year, but who contribute to their business in various partnerships and in meaningful ways. And the purpose of all that really is to build these relationships and put a face to a name that isn't a name label on a Zoom call. You want to take advantage of everybody really being in one spot for these especially for these newer partnerships. You know, next, one of the things that Drew keyed in on was making sure that your team reviews the floor plan ahead of time. You can even print it out and map it out in quadrants and decide who's going to go where, but have a goal or a target of where you want to go and what you want to try to accomplish once you get there. And, you know, everybody's going to have a different plan. The installers want to have uh, visits with mounting hardware vendors, deciding whether it makes sense to switch from one to another. Drew and his operations manager are going to be looking at commercial lending options for current projects and parking structures, which are available and solve problems that they currently are working around with commercial clients. And he points out that it just is a lot easier to better understand these products, especially the hardware-related ones, than looking at photos of them on the internet and calling up their inside sales or helpline You know, the last thing that I think is really key that Drew is doing to prepare his team is they plan to meet every morning and afternoon to recap and make sure everyone is actively accomplishing what they set out to do, or if not, if he can help reassess and get someone back on track for what they came for. Sound familiar? I love that large companies like Next Tracker and small companies like Greenbox are both focused on the same thing, which is reconnaissance, but also really being intentional about planning your meeting times with your team to recap and to assess whether you're getting the best value out of your time. Now, one of the best ways to do that, and I think that this is a great move by Drew, is when you get home. After we return, he says, we have a separate dedicated leadership meeting to recap all that we've seen and learned and determine what's needed to develop those new partnerships and try those new products. And then his team will create a plan to actually implement them quickly. Because the worst thing that could happen is to bring back a bunch of information. Then it just sits in a bunch of pamphlets hanging out in the office for the next year. And you go back next year and do it all over again. I've seen it happen and so have you. In summary, the thing that Drew is really keying in on here is being very clear about what is lacking in your organization. And taking your research into the real world. Instead of calling folks, you walk up to them at the booth. Everyone's in a concentrated location all at once. You can take advantage of that. And beyond that, also have a good time. Look, last but certainly not least, I wanted to mention the numerous after-hours events as we talk about having a good time. There really are just too many to mention. And as one who's been responsible for organizing these events, trust me when I say that oftentimes there's space constraints that determine the invite list and You see, just about every major vendor is doing something for their current and prospective clients. So ask, 
ask your vendors if they're hosting any gatherings. Perhaps it's just a happy hour at their booth. And you know, these are an excellent opportunity to get the stray insight on how others are working with those partners. And if they have any complaints, they're often not too shy to share them after the libations that are always being served up. So take advantage of this excellent opportunity. You heard Kristen mention earlier that her company, Next Tracker, will be co-hosting a happy hour with Shoals on the exhibit floor at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. I'll certainly be attending that for the first 30 minutes, so come find me yourself if you want to meet up at Suncast. We're also sponsoring and hosting two events ourselves for the show. On Monday night, we have our Suncast family reunion once again back in town. It's sure to be a fun way to reconnect and ease into the conference mood. But as I mentioned a little bit earlier, capacity, as in our case as well, is limited. We have a measly 150 attendee capacity. Of course, all those who are already in our Resource Labs Discord have already received the link to register for that event. And that's also where we shared access to our 100 ticket allocation to the exclusive Solar Fight Club party that is always a good time. We're co-hosting that on Tuesday night. Then on Wednesday, I'll be attending the Tweet Up at the Media Zone, booth 438, with Tor Solar Fred Valenza from 5 to 6 p.m. before heading out to dinner and the event on the plaza that Danielle mentioned a little bit earlier at the top of the show. Of course, I'll likely also be found at the Shoals event late night Wednesday, I'm sure, with a thousand of my closest friends. <laughs> Look, there are dozens more tips I could share, but we are already testing the limits of your bandwidth and capacity and the medium for today. If you want even more tips and very, very practical networking advice, we'll link to our previous Know Before You Go episodes in the show notes today. All right, Solar Warriors, it's a fun-packed week coming up, and I know that you're excited. As I mentioned, if you haven't yet joined our thriving and free community, which we lovingly refer to as the unofficial back channel of the conference, but formally called the Resource Labs, I'd encourage you to run over to mysuncast.com forward slash community as soon as possible and ask for your invitation. And we'll be right back here this Thursday, as always, with a great interview. Finally getting the full story from my buddy Mark Culpepper over at DroneBase, who has an incredible serial entrepreneur journey and fun, often funny, anecdotes from his time running marketing for Sun Edison. I really can't wait to meet you in Anaheim. So many of you have become listeners through the pandemic, and we've never had a chance to actually meet in person. I want you to know that I really do value every time someone comes up and says hello so please take the opportunity to do that. You can always find me at the Media Zone or perhaps if you see me even walking around or if you hear my voice and don't think it's too weird to just say, hey, you're Nico Johnson, right? I've heard your voice a couple of times. <laughs> I've had it uh, happen all too often. So we do have a full lineup that you can check out for the Media Zone at re-plus.com forward slash Media Zone. And we'll be live streaming all three days to suncast.live. You can check out all these resources and more in the show notes for this episode at mysuncast.com. All right, enough announcements. Back to work. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.